You are now tuned into Basic Concepts. Everything is copacetic. Peace. Welcome to another episode of Basic Concepts. Perfect podcast for never. I would think by now I've run out of juice, but I actually have a couple of really cool episodes lined up in the future for you. Sometimes I ask myself why I do this, and then I realize that no one else will. There are podcasts, but there's not podcasts doing it like this. Not exactly like this. So today, I have no stories to tell, man. It's like, what, what, do, you want, what do you want me to say? I, I went shopping. <laughs> I went grocery shopping with my wife. I mean, what, what, what else happens? In, I mean, what happens in your life? <clears throat> not boring but i work man i work i work at like i don't like talking about it because it's like gives it gives away secrets i do marketing so some of the stuff i do is pretty tedious and uh and it just you know it's just interesting what's up Simply how you make a swagger beat. They say it is difficult. You just go like this. Add bass and drums, it just sounds like this. More synthetic sound. Add swagger. That's swagger! So much swag! That's the drum pattern. Okay, make it zoom. These are drums. Kick drum, kick drum. Hey! Swagger! Yeah, add the beat. Hey! Solo, make my 808 bass. Together sounds like this. is why I didn't say anything um, because I knew there was going to be some shit because that's what happens when you run a uh, podcast you know from your your home office things happen all the time most of the time you guys see the cute stuff like um, cats cats are cute <clears throat> my cats are always interfering and interrupting stuff um, uh, that, and you know if you're in the middle of it sometimes it's cute to include it Sometimes you got to cut it out, but it's like, it's like the thin line between professionalism and keeping it real. There's always a super thin line. That's, um, that's the beauty of, of being a person, being a human, is that like line between persistence and creepy, you know, the line between like thirsty and, and hungry, the line between enthusiastic and overexcited they're very thin and it just it sometimes depends who you're dealing with so speaking of thin lines let's talk about, about the thin line between underground and above ground what is above ground uh mainstream 
it, are we is it like only direct unit sales like the indicator of who is the mainstream is it how many people heard of you i'm asking for a friend I'm just curious uh i had a funny conversation with someone the other day well the, the conversation wasn't funny but they had said something funny um we were talking about what changes and what stays the same with the music industry and he said one thing that i found that because i told him i was like well we have to find the things that stay the same because things are always changing and if we find the thing that stays the same and stays constant um then we can kind of hold on to that and, and and work it for some money without offending anybody and he said the only thing that i found that was a constant throughout my entire career is dubstep and i had a good laugh that was cute He's right, man. Um, but is dubstep still underground? Marshmallow got, I don't want to misquote the number, uh, 60, 60 million dollars, okay? Marshmallow's not one person. I mean, technically, or like, like brand-wise he is, but... He's he got sixty million to do like a five year residency in Vegas, which is cool. I mean, whatever, duh. That that makes all of the sense. Vegas is like gambling central. <laughs> of course, there's money there to be made. Um, but is does that mean dubstep is still underground, or has it hit mainstream? Is is a genre still underground if only one artist is like? like blows the fuck up like i don't know i can't think of a good rap genre or subgenre but like consider hmm i don't know if only if if only one person oh maybe maybe i think it's called gabba music what if somebody who makes happy hardcore music is selling out arenas and getting three mil to like playing places and stuff? And like, I don't know. Are they underground because their song isn't on the radio? I'm just, just curious. What about underground rap? Does the same thing apply? Like, when do you become mainstream rap? When your style changes or when you hit a certain amount of sales? Because if you hit a certain amount of sales and you're doing dubstep, but nobody knows about you and the mainstream. Does that mean you're underground? Like, like where is the line between underground and above ground? I'm just curious. I'm asking for a friend. Um, what about, I know this is a sticky topic, but what about the N word? Where's the line between when it's appropriate to play in a song and who is able to play it? Like, is it appropriate if a if a dude from China uses a sample that says "nigga" in it, like all my niggas something something party, throw your hands in the air, or some shit, and he uses it as a sample in an electronic song? Is that allowed because he because he doesn't speak the language? What if he was an English-speaking Chinese person? 
now the same question applies for like black people can black people use samples that have nigga in it should anybody I know the n-word conversation is is messy but that's what we're dealing with here dealing with like parameters right there's got to be a line I I mean I just curious I like it to bring up the questions I like it to poke the questions you know like when is it necessary to use n-word I had a uh, I had a homie uh, white dude tell me because I always ask my white friends what is their experience with the n-word like with music like do you say it do you say it when you're by yourself do you say it when certain songs like when are you using it um and homie said that he only says it when he feels like in the song it's like meaningful like and, and so i asked what that meant and i think he was referring to like if it if it was referring to some sort of like serious I guess serious issue or if it was really like I don't know I I can kind of like you know you can explain it any way you'd like I don't know if it's appropriate to only be like I ride for my niggas you know is that serious is that the serious one <laughs> um I'm just curious I I used to believe and I kind of still do I'm on the on the thing is if you can't say it don't play it if you won't say it don't play it now where's the line because you have now a lot of um for example like hip-hop djs that don't do electronic music right those guys play tons of songs that are just mainstream or popular that have a lot of n-words in it and it's like well you, you know you can't knock their hustle because of course you can't but then when you go to the edm scene and you have these dudes where there's no black people. I mean, not to say, like, are you, I mean, I don't know. Are you only allowed to play the N-word in a song when you're playing it to black people? Or if there's, like, how many black people need to be there before you're allowed to drop a song with the N-bombs in it? Um, it's, it's just, it's interesting. Uh, there's some, like, top 40 club DJs that they do stuff and they play that shit. You know, is that, I don't know, is that allowed? I think I'm less uncomfortable with that because it's just mad niggas in the club, but... Then you have, like, I have a homie who's, um, like I was saying, we're going, this, there's a construction next door, we're, we're trucking through this, um, cause no fucks given, you know, whatever's thrown at us, we take and we roll, because what else are we gonna do? You just gotta pull the trigger sometimes, pow. Um, I did lose my train of thought, though, when there's, like, a whole bunch of white people, and they're all like hippies and they're all like open-minded and everything's peace and love and everything's equality and all this shit but there's no black people there there's like one black person in the audience but the sample drop goes like all the niggas throw your hands in the air you know and uh or something stupid like that you know or what if the intro verses has just has like there's a there's a beautiful crane song um i think it's called pcp forget the rapper in it but the rapper in it he's like those things are things and he did that verse for that song which is a great verse um i'm just curious man i just i'm always thinking about that kind of stuff uh it seems in this day and age it's it seems like most people want to let it go 
like let it be an artistic accoutrement like a sprinkling or topping I've always been weird about that I've just been weird about that I don't know as it's, it's, and that's just me I think if we don't draw lines then fucking what's the point of any line I think we should just let white people say everybody should say nigga all the time and I know there's a whole bunch of people that are like, yes, fucking exactly. That's what I said. But really, no, it can't be like that. Nah, son. I mean, I'm not asking for reparations, but I think the only thing that should come is if you like, if it's not the context for you to play it or say it, you shouldn't do it. I don't know. What do you think? It's just, it's just a discussion. It's just, it's just thoughts, you know? Does the N-word make a good rap verse? Do you feel it more when they say it? You know, what makes a good rap verse? Well, let's not even ask that question because, God, fuck. What makes a good EDM crossover rap verse? There was recently a... uh, He's like a... He's a producer. E. Kali. He's a producer DJ. But he complained about rap verses for EDM songs. And I think the general gist of it was they don't like somebody posed the question, why don't good rap like people get good rap give good rap verses or something like that. Or there's no good like rappers don't do good rap verses or something like that. Or they're expensive. You know, the rap verses cost so much, you know, up front for these EDM songs. And then Ikali says, yeah, and then when you do pay the racks, because somebody said you got to pay more racks, more money. And Ikali was like, yeah, but when you pay the racks, it's usually a lazy verse. Which is cute because Ikali doesn't rap. And so, and I mean, you just don't rap. If you don't rap and you say something's lazy, that's interesting because it's just interesting. It just is what it is. Like, what is a rapper supposed to do? And, and I don't know. Like, that's the thing. Like, at what point is it? At what point does it become a thing? Now, granted, Ikali got popular off a very brutal EDM song. He works really hard in his own regard. But that song, Threats, mm, that song is And, you know, I think it has some N-words in it. I don't know. It's just one of those songs. But it ain't Ikali rapping, and I don't think he wrote the verse. So when you say, like, paying for a verse, you know, and then it's like, oh, it's expensive, and then they're lazy, and then they don't do a good job. It's like, it's interesting because you just don't do it. Um, and, And then, you know, I've heard the same thing from some people in some close circles of mine that are great producers But they're kind of curious why as well it's hard to get a good rap verse from somebody for EDM song. Like good intro rap, because everybody wants a good rap verse to to, to, drop, to like make the drop for. <laughs> I think it's cute. Um, because what ends up happening is, naturally, as a producer, I would do the same thing, is you go look for samples or you go look for verses that exist or you go look for stuff that exists. You know, acapellas and stuff. Now, granted, those have N-words all of them. So I think it's cute when, you know, like, what do they decide to pick out of those of those portions and stuff? But in, in, in whether or not they're, like, even allowed to do that legally. And then this whole thing of, like, well, if you release a song for free, you can technically sample whatever you want. Because Jay-Z did it with the Grey album and 
you know, he was the first person with Danger Mouse to like really have that thing be existing if it's for free and the people want it and, you know, it's for the people and it's not for money. But there we go again with that thin line. Where's the thin line between using somebody's content to like boost your shit for sure because their name and their, you know, they can just Google, somebody can just Google those remixes of some famous name and see yours come up and like that's just by pure connection you have, it's greater. Um, it's just a hack. It's just a hack. I consider it a hack. I don't know, you know, right or wrong is a different situation. But at the end of the day, these producers don't, they don't rap. So there's not like they're getting up to the fucking, coming up there. They make hip hop beats though. They make banging ass beats, but they don't rap. So that's where they draw the line. You know, I'm not a rapper. You could get good at rapping, but you know, this, that, that starts confusing the issue even more. I'm not personally sure if there's some people that should rap or shouldn't rap. I don't know. I'm of the school of thought that anything is possible and there can be a fan of everything. Now, there, there is some technically bad rap, but you can call that. You can beat that. You can beat technicality. Like technicality is like not rapping on time. But you can beat that. Technicality is not not rhyming well. Like you can beat that, or like your cadence is shitty. You can beat that. You can beat all of that. Not having rhythm. You can beat that style and and flair. You can beat all that. I think it comes down to what the fuck you're gonna say. <laughs> can you beat that? That's the shit. So if you're able to like chop up and sample and and rip up what other people say and do, and and the N word is dropped in there, are white people allowed to do that? Are people who are not allowed to say it allowed to sample it and use it? I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't make the rules. There are no rules, really. But what makes a good rap or trap or EDM crossover? Um, I always thought it was cute um, to to play with this. Uh, my la- my latest hurdle to get over, one of my big ones, is is creating an album that deals with this as a concept. Now I don't want to explain the concept right the second i maybe i'll make a i don't know fuck it it's just it's one of those things where it's still so early and it's still such a beautiful concept that if i if i if i say it now i'm gonna i'm gonna talk it my brain completely out of existence from doing this um and i don't want to do that but it definitely pertains to the n-word and when it's able to be used and where and you know, is there a genre that it's never used? And, you know, what, where, what, where, where, what's up? What, what, where, where are we at with this? And, and we're about to be in 2020. You know, we're halfway to 2020. It's like, what, what's, how, how, how are we landing with this? Because there's, um, <laughs> I personally think the reason why there's no good verses is because in, in EDM songs is because these EDM guys don't know any good rappers. Like, think about a good rapper. Who would you want on your song? And why are they not on your song? You know, like, you got to, like, or if you want somebody that's really going to do a great job and that person's kind of hood and you're not that at all, and not to say that it's always the case, but different cultures. Where do the cultures meet? Where's the line at? What's up with it? Um, I just thought that was really cute. I don't know all the rappers, but I know that there's, like, this, I mean, I know a lot of rappers, though. (laughs) That's the thing. Um, and I'm, and I know a lot of people that know a lot of rappers, so it's not hard to find a rapper. 
or let me rephrase it's not hard to find somebody that knows a rapper that could do a good job but then it becomes you know how well do they know you enough to do an edm song if they're not naturally just going to do it and that's where you got to ask yourself i think it's a personal networking thing that you got to do that's where the line is you got to be friends with somebody who does a certain kind of thing it's like well if you want if you want crump dancers on your stage because you don't know any crump dancers you know where's the line and I'm not I'm not waving the banner for like oh certain people should or shouldn't I have opinions I I it's just all opinion I can see multiple sides of, of this conversation and I know that there there are some rappers that there are some rappers that'll rap the fuck out of an EDM song. There are some rappers that are a little uncomfortable with it because they don't get it because they don't know anybody in the other world but are open to it. But, you know, that's the way the culture's got to cross somewhere. I'm trying to figure out a way. I'm trying to figure out a way to make the cultures cross easier. But there are some people that are doing it. Believe there are people that are doing it. I just don't think it's happening with guys like Marshmallow. Because people can know Marshmallow exists, but then it's like, well, how do you get people who are only into rap or only into trap music into like electronic or dubstep or like electronic crossover, you know, that shit. Conversions. I think whoever is already a fan of one of the music is just going to be a fan of one of the music, you know? I always saw no matter how much and words are dropped in EDM and electronic shows. They don't actually care about black people problems. Like white people can be like, oh, well, you know, I live in Brooklyn or in the in the hood or near the hood. And I know people that and I have friends that and, you know, I'm broke or whatever. And I sell and whatever people do to like equip equate their trauma with whatever a black person's talking about Brooklyn you know um it just doesn't add up it doesn't add up enough for you to just say the n-word so that's kind of where it's like they don't care you don't care you don't have to care nobody's forcing you to care right but then on the flip side you have the hip-hop world who don't involve themselves in the EDM world because it's just not their vibe they don't have to care you don't have nobody's forcing anybody to care They don't have to care, and they don't care, and they're also almost anti. They also they kind of think it's funny. The EDM kids, they're like patty cake or different, or you know, they're just like. Not to say the EDM kids don't make fun of like hip hop people. I don't know if they do. I've never seen it. That would be cute if I saw that, but I've seen at at electronic shows where there's like a hip hop show happening upstairs on a different floor or something in a different room where hip hop people like I say hip hop people but you know black people come down into the show and see what's going on and then they start dancing really like wacky they like start doing like and and for me I I think that's just another side of the ignorance there's no need for that shit I, I'm in there I'm black I'm enjoying myself without looking like a Carlton like you know um, like caricature so 
I think it's super possible to accept and, and experience and engage in other cultures for sure in a healthy way. But people are fucking scared. People are scared to let their egos down, their guard down. You know, people don't want to get taken advantage of. People don't want to get made fun of. People worry about what other people are saying. I do a lot of the time. But I see it, man. Don't think I don't see it. Shame on black people that make fun of electronic kids. And shame on electronic kids that make fun of black people or say that rappers aren't giving good verses. Now, granted, if the verse sucks, the verse sucks. But... If somebody's asking you to pay them for a verse and you don't want to, you're funny because you're not doing it and you need one. I have songs where I have drops and done things with people where I didn't pay them, but you know, they didn't want to. We split with 50 50 and whatever. And I, I mean, I feel like that's how it should be, but whatever. Doesn't always add up like that either, too, but. You, you you catch what I'm throwing down. Where's the line? You know, how much, what is a real crossover really like? That uh, Lil Nas X guy. Have not heard the song. I've heard like bits and like snippets. But he is a true country music crossover. They also took him off. They took him off the country music billboards because they didn't think that his shit was country. But he makes country music over trap music. Now, I'm just going to let you know, whenever I think of country music, I think of Nelly. I think of, I think of like, St. Louis. I think of the country. I think of down south, dirty south, right? Not only that, but I do think of the country music, right? The, like, western music. Cowboy music. But, yo, this Lil Nas X kid, like, kind of scrubbed and made those lines fuzzy again. So he made, like, southern music. Rolling on down on the cows and my cars and I don't know what the fuck. Shit like that, but it's a trap beat. So, I guess the world fucking continues to turn, right? Because I feel like that's the world where they're more likely to say nigga. Psych. I feel like all those worlds, people be fronting. I'm not saying all white people say nigga, but yo, people be fronting. So many people are like trying to make that shit casual. It's all good. It's just a good word. It's a good word. But you cannot deny that niggers attached to Negroes attached to ne- the black and absence of color. Or absence of light. Sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> so, I don't know. If you don't say it, you won't play it. Or if you don't play it, you don't say it. All that shit. What will you do? I thought I would have more steam behind this because I used to really be super on a tirade about it. But to be honest, as I've gotten a little older, I've just started to care a bit less. I could care more, but you know, I won't get into like how making people uncomfortable is is not always a good thing. People like that shit, you know, but people don't like it when you're like doing it to them. Brooklyn. They hate when you're doing it to them. Brooklyn. Yeah, 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 I don't know why. I mean, there are certain reasons why you look at everybody in particular, but man, you know, just with the with the kind of stuff I've been doing lately, and the kind of stuff I've been getting into, and how I've been been seeing it, and, and 
you know, I just had to be comfortable with me accepting how I felt about it. You can change how you feel all the time. Um, but I think that is a great way to, to end this segue of like the, the fine line between changing your approach and doing the same thing. Changing the way you look at it or doing the same thing. I heard her saying recently that I'm going to butcher, but basically courage is when you know that there's danger and you and you could fail or you could hurt yourself or maybe even die. But you do it anyways. Insanity is the same thing. So <laughs> that's life. If if I say, well, at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. But then if I say to you, but the definition of insanity is doing the same thing twice, like and getting the same result. How much of your technique should you change when you reapproach a situation? There is no right answer for that. Life is fucking complicated, man. Accept it. Be okay with that aspect of it. There's a lot of mental fortitude you can have. There's a lot of mental fortitude you can have up against those kind of concepts, but sometimes it's just you go you gotta go with your gut and then if you fail you fail like that's just how it is like you know if you're like well the marathon nipsey hustle you know long-term stuff but then on the other hand you have how many more years or how many more times or how many more things can you do before it doesn't make sense for you to do it anymore that's what we're dealing with and i don't think that only applies to things that are just like smoking weed Playing video games. Hollering at girls. You know what I mean? I mean, not to say that I do that, but I'm saying like, yo, there's no age that you have to be married or you have to have a partner or some shit. You know, sometimes people don't do it their whole life. Like, I don't know. There's no that's that's where it gets iffy, like what the people have to do. And it's all like just if there's anything to take away from it, go off of your own clock and your own template of this kind of shit and what you think. If you think it's crazy to rap, don't rap. If you want to rap, rap. Now, if you're not making money doing what you're doing, and you and you don't know why and you can't figure out why you're a little bit more off than if you did the same thing and you're not making any money doing what you're doing and you know why be self-aware if you know why you know why and if you can figure out how to change why you just work to change it and if it's something you can't change I don't think it's insane to continue doing it personally if you believe in what you're doing and, and what you're doing, you feel like the change that you want to see. Like, like just be the change and be it. And if it's tough, it's tough. Like, yo, I don't know, man. Like, it's like a thin line. I'll, and, I'll, and, and I'll leave you with this. this is a, here's a thin line where I know I, I 
deal with, with, with my wife, for example. She's a big anti-gun person. Not just like anti-gun violence, like everybody is, but anti-gun. Like she doesn't think we should have one. She doesn't think people should. You know, being from Germany, there's a lot less gun violence, and I mean, right this second there is. <laughs> Historically speaking, but what I'm saying is, <clears throat> amongst civilians, at the same time, there's a magnet on our fridge with <coughs> uh, Malcolm X looking out the window, holding his AK, and that's a strong ass image. I didn't put that magnet there, so you know she understands that aspect of things too and there's the line and and so it I, we've never talked about it but you know maybe i'll talk about it today or whatever doesn't matter i'll probably just send her this what point or where's the line where we pick up arms against a threat like it's good to go to boxing and it's good to go to martial arts and it's good to go to karate class but you can't punch a sword or a or an, I mean <clears throat> you probably could hand fist a cuff a knife but a, you know anything beyond a machete like a gun or something you know you're dealing with territory that's like tough and not to say that it's solved with a gun this is that's, let's not go down that road but what I'm saying is unless you're able to come to a a solution that involves you and any kind of force that you may think is opposing or puts you in danger unless you come to a solution that's non-violent you you kind of have to pick a side you kind of have to pick a, a, a what side of the line you stand on because if for example we were ever threatened with any violence that was beyond what i can handle with my hands you, and and one of us doesn't survive this like maybe me or something i don't know how she'll feel afterwards i mean if she doesn't survive it i'll be kind of pissed Maybe, well, let's say the cat. What the, the fucking cat? I don't know if the cat gets shot, but you know what I'm saying. Maybe it's a it's a near death. I wonder how it will change things. Um, and so those lines, uh, you know, I don't know. Don't be afraid if those lines change for you. And and don't be uh don't be ashamed of of like, you're dealing with the lines. I I'm constantly dealing with the to and fro of the changing of <clears throat> ideas, lines, and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I think what we'll do is we'll save the Donnie Yen and the Tony Ja uh, competition for next episode. I think that'll be pretty fun. I might bring a guest on for that. Um, and I have some guests coming up in the next couple episodes. It's pretty, pretty fun, too, and pretty interesting interviews I have to do. So I look forward to seeing you then, too. Um, other than that, though, man, I, I appreciate you joining me. I think we're going to call it a day on this one. And, uh, you know, a lot of food for thought that we that we definitely chewed on today. Uh, be easy. Naim Hakeem, Basic Concepts, Perfect Podcast for Never, signing off. Um, subscribe, press all the buttons. You know the deal. Deuces. I've been fucking. <laughs>
Busting out everywhere around me, nigga. Have him count me out this logic. I've been plotting a ball on every drive until they drowns it, nigga. My foot's dead, and I'm lucky that he found me, nigga. I was playing with the pistol while the brown, the nigga. Caught a paper from the rip, I pick a nigga off the town. They be quick, they didn't die for a pound, the nigga. And I'm a pussy, yeah. Till I'm hooked on that. Still sitting sideways, trying to push a plat. Straight up close and looking back. They only talk when they tough, but they were niggas that look to act. I don't need a hundred bodies for every place that I've been there. He the quarter body for every face in attendance. Leaking from your pockets on every face from the end. And if a nigga pop a fire, gon' let it make it worse I've been fucking boxing out everyone around me. I've been fucking boxing out everyone around me, nigga. I've been fucking boxing out everyone around me. I've been fucking.